Welcome to Day Zero Update for May 28th, 2023. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. And I'm Brandon Perkins. And yeah, it was a pretty big week. Uh, yeah. At least for how much stuff we have on here, though, that's mostly because the PlayStation Showcase for 2023 mm-hmm. was just jam-packed of stuff. Yep. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff there. Mm-hmm. I'll say lots of Roman numeral twos. Yep. Lots of them. Lots of them, though some jerks decide to change them to regular twos, mm-hmm. and I'm very, conv- I really hate that when you put yeah. your logo as a Roman numeral two, mm-hmm. and then you write it down as just regular two. Yeah. Commit to a number. Seriously. You can't pick uh, two eyes and then just put a number two. Mm-hmm. That's evil. But uh, yeah, we got a bunch of other stuff as well. Got a number of games getting dates, mm. uh, including the the next wrestling game, uh, the next Samba de Amigo, a new Dragon yep. Quest game mm-hmm. uh, that is actually coming out uh, sooner than you might think. Yep. Uh, we got a date for the new Disgaea. Yep. Uh, the Alone in the Dark, the new game mm-hmm. is coming out. Yep. And it's got some two big surprises there. Yeah. Uh, and then we got some games getting uh, extra work done to them, I guess. Mm. You can describe that. And uh, uh, some more stuff there. But before we get to that, we'll talk about what we've been playing. Uh, I'll kick it off here with what I've been playing. Uh, Planet mm-hmm. of Lana is and the... And how is that? Because I've been getting some mixed be- reviews. Uh, I like it a lot. It is very uh, much in the vein of like a limbo or an inside. Ah, uh, as like a a two D puzzle platformer mm-hmm. uh, with maybe the platforming being a little more in the vein of your typical like cinematic platformers, mm-hmm. uh, your flashbacks and your out of this worlds and that kind of stuff, and your classic mm-hmm. Prince of Persia's, uh, where uh, some of her platforming and grabbing onto ledges and pulling yourself up like takes a little while mm-hmm. in the way that those kind of games would uh but her can you know her animations for like climbing a rope to swing on it is very limbo mm-hmm. and that kind of very mechanical uh that just doesn't look great so they try to make it look as good as possible but mm-hmm. it's just a very awkward kind of animation to try to make look uh good at all mm-hmm. so uh, but this is a game that has some styling in the vein of like a Studio Ghibli kind of uh, movie, uh, which looks really nice. Uh, the demo I played earlier this year uh, takes place maybe about 20 minutes in on this. Uh, you kind of miss all of the intro to it, which uh, gives it a very kind of War of the Worlds kind of vibe mm-hmm. uh, with... Uh, Let's say some robotic uh, creatures that are scooping up humans in similar mm. kind of cages of sorts as they go walking and flying around. Mm-hmm. And your character kind of ends up being the one that uh, manages to hide and get away mm-hmm. uh, during all this chaos. And you're just kind of exploring uh, and getting around. You know, it's all 2D, so you're not really doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Any sort of really big decisions. You're just coming up to puzzleish areas and deciding, you know, how to approach it. There's no real 
freedom in that way, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you run into a little buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what the uh, the they don't really speak English in this game with the little bits. The your character just says the name of her buddy, and then uh, the other character is like Lana. That's yeah. about. They say you know stuff in a different language that could be a real language, could be just a made up language. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a very fun game. Uh, a lot of your dealings with this buddy of yours is you know having them stop on pads to extend these platforms out for you to grab onto and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And your little buddy ha- hates water. So there have been some points where I have to like, get into the water, find a log, drag it over so the so your little dog robot buddy can ride on it as you pull them around, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I've uh, by the end of the stream, I did about two hours uh, Got to the point where we start seeing uh, some ruins type stuff that suggests like, oh, there's there's a whole origin to the people on this planet uh, and what that might be. I'm not going to spoil anything on that, uh, but I do look forward to playing some more. But it seems like a game that's probably going to be about four to six hours total. So mm-hmm. uh, about about third or so into that. So I'm definitely going to put some more time into it. Uh, but I like it a lot so far. It's very much got a lot of, a lot of fun little mechanics because uh, you can send your little robot buddy to uh, up to higher areas than you can get to, and mm. have them you know cut ropes for you or uh, do all this kind of stuff, and then you can get around and do your own things to mm. set up platforms to get around, and they do a lot of fun little puzzle stuff uh, as well as some stealth stuff as you get. Uh, little enemy robots that show up and you can use your buddy to distract them to let your uh, character Lana get around and all that kind of stuff. And they come up with some pretty solid puzzles there. Uh, but yeah, the the biggest puzzle I had involved uh, some pipes that I needed to mm-hmm. adjust in certain ways and I had to go look around and figure out sort of where that all mm-hmm. uh, needed to be and that took a little bit a little bit of work, but not too much. Mm. But uh, yeah, it looks really nice. Uh, I'm playing on PC, so it runs pretty well. Uh, I would say it had some issues early on that might have been just the, the chaos of the opening. Mm. Uh, that kind of wreaked a little havoc because I would have it on, I think, high, but not ultimate, ultra or whatever they call mm. it. And it was hovering around in the 40s and maybe locking on to 50 for some reason. Uh, but once I got, I turned it down because I was like, maybe it's a little too much for my PC. And then it was running basically the same. And I was like, okay, I'm just turning it up. And it seemed to get back up to about 60 once we got out of the intro and things slowed down a little bit. So, yeah, it it runs pretty well. Probably better on the consoles uh, for that. But, uh, yeah, that's one people should definitely check out. It's 20 bucks. It's Xbox uh, and PC. And it's an Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the time being, but it's on Game Pass, so uh, people can check it out. And it's definitely one of those games you can probably beat in about five hours or so, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how quickly you can figure out the puzzles. Mm. But they haven't been too tough so far, so there you go. Mm. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Also, been playing some Rocket League. 
Uh, they got an event going on called, I think, Speed Demons. Mm-hmm. That is sort of like, oh, the season's almost over. Here's some extra challenges you can do that will give you level ups. Because uh, they've done, I think, a change recently where they changed, I think, the challenges that would get you like 20,000 XP uh, that mm-hmm. were just essentially an automatic level up. They just made them uh, a level up instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, just changed what they're, they're labeled as. So they uh, have just put an event with like six challenges. And alongside of it comes up a limited time mode called Speed Demons that uh, I think doubles the power that you hit the ball with. So it gets a, a big, uh, a more powerful hit initially. But it's, I think they've halved the bounciness. So mm-hmm. it doesn't bounce as, as well as you might expect. Uh, if you run into somebody, it's an automatic demolition and the respawn is down to, I think, one second yeah. versus like three or five, whatever the normal is. Uh, so it makes for a pretty neat little change of pace as you uh, have to really uh, reorient how you expect the ball to get you know, mm-hmm. knocked around uh, with that extra power. Uh, as well as the bouncing that you're used to changing up on that stuff. So that's a fun little twist on the typical uh, formula for Rocket League. I think I have to get one more win in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's been a fun uh, little thing. And I think the season ends here in about another week and a half. So mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to seeing what's next there. But uh, the other game I've been playing is Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, been playing more of that. Uh, put a bunch of time. I did a stream yesterday uh, mm-hmm. where I went down to the depths and sort of went and explored more down there because I had probably like 160, uh, you know, of the the seeds you can throw around. Uh-huh. Uh, so that me get a lot of time down there mm-hmm. uh, dealing with the, a lot of the the weirdness that's around there. Mm-hmm. So I mainly went down the uh, the main path. Uh, the main chasm that's right outside of Lookout Landing. So I mm-hmm. uh, probably got about five or six of the light routes mm-hmm. that are down there. Uh, did go to like one or two other areas as well mm. uh, to look around. But uh, yeah, got a bunch of of the collectibles down there. I figured out uh, some, some stuff because uh, there's some collectibles down there that... I figured, like, oh, there's this weird thing I I saw uh, that I figured out was sort of a, an upgrade station relating to one of those collectibles you can find down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get some special outfits out of that. Yeah. Uh, but they also, you can pay them to show you where another one is. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some of those throughout the, the depths. Uh, so I found the one, and I have no clue how I'm going to... F- find others without you know having this uh first one just tell me where the others are uh but the the price for it goes up tenfold for the second one uh it was 10 initially and now they're like 100 and i'm like oh shit and i was trying to figure out like do these things respawn and i'm like all right if it's 100 then it probably responds yeah so they're gonna escalate that there's not a ton of those around but you do find them in bunches uh, wherever uh, there's lots of little weird creatures. So there's a, the frocks is like the, uh, I think it's a depths exclusive 
mm-hmm. like Hinox type care type enemy. Yeah. Uh, though there are Hinoxes down there as well. Um, and that thing is basically a giant, like frog. Yeah. Uh, that will just fucking, you know, belly flop onto the ground and they'll fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is what happened the first time I went down one of the chasms and that happened to be like off in the distance nearby. I was like, I'll check out what these things are. And then they close distance fast. Uh, there are little versions of them which will eat at the seeds that you throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, break out the, break it in the process. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but if you're nearby, they'll just come at you. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a fun little thing. Uh, I did find uh, my first Lionel, uh, which was down there in this one area, and I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck this!" Because uh, mm. a gloom version of that it's even more terrifying. Because yeah, you get attacked by the gloom creatures and they uh, disable hearts mm-hmm. from working until you get a light root that will cleanse you again. Yeah. Or you just warp out of there. Either mm-hmm. way, will work. Uh, but yeah, now I am down to I'm down to about fifty bright bloom seeds. So uh, that's going to be it for my journeying down there for a bit. Yeah, but I did see <laughs> one of those. Uh, I did see one of those dragons. You know, that are flying around the skies. Oh yeah, uh, fly into one of them. I saw yeah. them fly into the chasm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I hope there was consent here. Yep. Uh, and went down flying around with it. And I don't know what the hell was going on with that. Because I was mm-hmm. regaining stamina mm-hmm. while flying near it. I don't know yeah. what the heck was going on there. Yeah, uh, I know some uh, the, some places, like, if you get, like, blown up while you're gliding, it will actually, like, in some of it, not all of it, but some of it will actually, like, recharge your stamina as you're going up. Um, yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And it's inconsistent too, because, but uh, yeah, as you were saying, yeah, it's kind of weird trying to figure out some of that stuff, because I've sworn I've seen that stuff. Um, I've seen like even gliding down or you know mm-hmm. diving down in the sky. I've somehow gotten stamina back. Uh, that kind of stuff that's like a little bit weird at times, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't understand what's going on here, and that's. Some of the frustration with the world is that, like, there's just weirdness to some of it. Like, you know, climbing up uh, uh, sides of, you know, mountains or hills or whatever. Mm. Uh, but if you, you know, click to, like, stop, you'll just, like, slide down but regain your stamina because you're technically not moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff. There's just, like, just enough weird physics things uh, where sometimes I've been climbing and then I stopped, like, let go and I could just run up, and it's just like, how did I get stuck to this thing? Yeah, if I could just run up because usually you'll just sort of pull yourself up, and then you can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes they're just weird angles where it just freaks out on that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, been dealing with a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've gone and done all the geoglyphs. If you've uh, been in the sky and you've seen like weird patterns, yeah, uh, I've done all those. Uh, and learn a lot of the story of what uh, has happened to Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she's been like sent to the past yep. somehow, and she's trying to figure out a way back, and all the weird stuff that happens with that. So that's well worth doing, because mm-hmm. uh, that's all weird. But 
Yeah, that's what uh, Impa is doing. She is yeah. sort of retired. Her post in Kakariko Village. Yeah. So she's just exploring, and she makes you do all the work. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's her impetus there. But yeah, uh, that was fun. Uh, the toughest one was one in this ice field because at that point I think I had done two just naturally, and they were kind of in the and kind of just the symmetrical middle part of the of the, the design mm-hmm. and this one definitely was not. So I had to look up a guide or an interactive map. I saw mm. that just pointed me to exactly where it was. Cause I was also getting swarmed by, you know, ice choo-choos and uh, various enemies and such. So I was like, just show me where it's at. So I don't have to sit here and wander around this giant area. Mm-hmm. Everything else was pretty straightforward looking on that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's a, uh, that's been a lot of what I've been doing in that yeah. game uh, and doing a lot of little side quest stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, what have you been doing in that game, Brandon? Well, uh, I'm currently doing the lightning temple. Um, so the lightning temple is over in the Gerudo desert. Um, and I've gotten, you know, to a point now where, you know, I've got outfits I can, you know, bear the cold or the heat uh when i need it because the uh, as you probably figured out by now basically every major region of hyrule is having some weird weather thing happening you know for the rito it was a blizzard for the for the the zora it was because they were having some weird uh things spewing out sludge onto their water basically polluting it um and as for the Druda, well they have a problem of both uh extremely hot uh days and freezing cold nights which isn't unusual for that region because you know it's a big desert but apparently it's unusual here and on top of that they're also having to deal with uh some with a basically a sandstorm more or less like a they call it like a sand blanket or whatever but it's basically like completely screwing with the visibility and Basically, it, it completely screws up your your uh, tablet, too, because you cannot, you know, it scrambles the map, basically. Um, and then, as you also find out, it's bringing back some, uh, basically, corpse monsters um, that can only be beaten either by, you know, setting them on fire and then hitting them or uh, using uh, the uh, Gerudo Chief's special ability, which is a lightning thing to basically blast them off the face of the earth. Um, but essentially what happens is you have to do this thing where you have to like uh, go through some some towers to realign some mirrors so that they'll create like a perfect triangle of light, which you then have to go into the middle of and have her hit it with her lightning. And that brings up this giant pyramid, basically, and that from the sand. And that is the lightning temple. You also find out the uh, the uh, thing that's causing the whole thing, which is the Queen Gibdo. Yeah, I forgot to call them. They're Gibdos. That's what they are. Um, and uh, the thing is, you have to, like, fight the Queen Gibdo for, like, a quarter of their their life bar. Then what happens is they then flee up to the top of the Lightning Temple and then you have to actually go through the temple itself so you can go to the top and finish the battle, which I have not yet done. Um, but in the meantime, I've also been, you know, finding some various shrines and doing that. Um, 
And uh, some of the shrines are incredibly inventive. Some of them, however, can be kind of finicky. Um, they're the one I did most recently, which is over in the, uh, it's like at the very tippy top of Gerudo town. Um, it, it's very finicky because you're trying, you're having to like use these fans to blow off these piles of sand. Um, and these piles of sand, you know, they'll contain either like a key to unlock a door or a treasure chest, or sometimes they'll just have, you know, Zonai automatons that'll try and kill you on sight. Um, but the thing is, there's two parts in this in this shrine where you have to use the fans, you know, that you get to go up to the uh, to a higher, you know, higher cliff or whatever. And I don't know if you've noticed if you've tried to use those fans to like boost yourself up with your paraglider. It can be extremely finicky because depending on you know, I'm not entirely sure how it works just yet. I think it's because you have to like dashing towards it before you make the jump. But it'll just like jump briefly, then it'll like very briefly pull out the paraglider and then you immediately just fall back down. Um it's like it, it like you don't get any air at all. And I've had to I had to do it like three or four times before I finally was able to get up to the air. It's also really finicky because it doesn't really blow you up that high, like maybe just high enough to get to the you know, clear the cliffside itself. So you have to make sure that it's like fairly close to where you're wanting to um, climb up to. But, yeah, um, other than that, you know, still, this game still manages to continue to impress me, like, a great deal. Um, and, you know, I recently discovered the air bike, which, for those you who don't know, um, basically people figured out that if you take, like, one of the uh, Zonai devices that's like a steering stick, and then you um, attach, like, a couple of angled fans to it, you can basically, you know, fly, more or less, um, without having to, you know, use the paraglider or any kind of stamina or anything. As long as the battery works out, it'll be just fine. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Nintendo's probably going to nerf it within the next two weeks, so... Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. Quite good. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the the enemy that freaks you out the most of uh, of enemies that appear regularly, not like one offs? Uh, I would say the Gibdos, but the thing about the Gibdos is like compared to like what they were in Wind Waker, where they basically shrieked at the top of their lungs when they saw you and froze you to the ground. They're pretty easy. Um. I would probably say the Wall Masters. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've seen them. I don't know if they're called the Wall Masters in this game, but uh, and it, it would be either that or I don't know. I haven't actually gone down into the depths yet. I've basically been avoiding it as best I could up till now. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, it's in caves. Yeah, it's the the Horriblin. I think it's called. Is it the the big like things that are like giant mouths that are? Yeah, they kind of look like, you know, your Naruto Kisame. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Big fish man looks like that, but they crawl on the walls. Yeah. Uh, those are the the ones that are like, oh fuck this. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty easy to, as long as you have it's pretty easy to take down with an arrow though. Yeah. But yes, they are very creepy. Because <laughs> you also have like the 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 bubbling frogs, whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, that are not that are like you know walking around in those caves. That's what you're mostly looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah. But those are like, oh, you're fucked up. Mm-hmm. You're like a mutation of the of the bacoblins or something. Yeah, you've you've never been, you know, uh, subjected to light. Yeah. So. Yeah, those are all extremely freaky. Um, honestly, I will say, part of what keeps a good chunk of this game from being just pure utter nightmare fuel is how brightly colored it is. Yeah. Uh, which is not to be. Uh, that's not the case for uh, the depths. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been a couple places where I went down. I'm like, I have no clue where to go. I'm just landing in the dark. Yeah, there's not even any lights. I and I can't see anything mm-hmm. in the, the in the distance. But uh, the neat thing with the depths is you can put on. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say the depths, uh, the outline of that, or the the layout of that is similar to. Uh, the ground level. So mm-hmm. if you are searching by hand until you can find, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a light route to light up the place, mm-hmm. that's a handy way to get some layout of where things might be mm-hmm. once you figure out sort of how that stuff looks. But uh, I think what the most annoying thing I've found out so far is that mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the Zonai devices don't last very long because mm-hmm. uh, I've gotten a good setup with like the the fans and the uh, the glider, the bird glider thing. Uh, using that, mm-hmm. and I also had the the thing that lets you control it, mm-hmm. like having that all going. And oh yeah, the bird thing just blinks out at a certain point. Yep, and I'm like that's shitty. Yeah, basically any type of vehicle that you're using that in, that requires like an ancillary part, um, after a certain distance, it does just blink out. It's that it's pretty much the it, it's it sucks, but it's pretty much like the one. It's it's like the the one limit that. Nintendo has put on being able to travel with those vehicles because otherwise you'd be able to go from one side of the area to another, which would be awesome. But this is still Nintendo we're talking about. The thing is, it's slow, so it's like if yeah, I want to get across fast, I would just fast travel. It's yeah, way faster. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just like to chill and like fly around with this thing. It's it it's works even well. faster once you get the uh, the Rito Champion power because he can give you like air boosts. And basically blow you forward. So, yeah. Yeah. I did have it work pretty well. I made a raft with, you know, a bunch of logs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had the control on there and some yep. fans and uh, and a little sail on there. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't going to disappear. So I could just ride this all around the world. I don't think any of this stuff is going to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rockets do. Those definitely break pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, which is fun when you put those on the, the levitating platforms. Mm-hmm. And there was like some little puzzle thing where I was like, I need to get up here. And I just used those and just uh, made that work somehow. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was fun. But uh, yeah, I think that's enough of that for this week. Uh, let's get to some news. Mm. Uh, first up, we got a date for AEW Fight Forever. Uh, this has been in the works for quite a while at this point. Uh, so it's good to see that they finally have a date of June 29th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is fun to see. Um, yeah, 60 bucks for PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch, and PC. Yeah, published by THQ Nordic. Uh, we still have to kind of see like what the roster is going to be, but it's probably going to be pretty outdated because this is a game that just has taken a while to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think a lot of their deals happened when you know people like Cody Rhodes was there. Uh, he's now uh, one of the uh, the big names at WWE, as well as CM Punk is on hiatus after just throwing a shit fit and causing a bunch of chaos in the in the locker room after a pay-per-view, like starting physical fights with people. Uh, he's been off the show for a long time now. So mm-hmm. I believe he's also in there, but uh, yeah, I think people are just waiting for, you know, to see more of this game, see how it looks in action. We're getting like little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. I think people are wondering about blood, like how, how that was going to work. And so they put out pictures where there's just, shitloads of it all over the mat Uh, so that seems like it's not going to be an issue it's going to be it seems like it has a bunch of modes and hopefully the career mode is pretty good but like the the major knock it's probably going to have is that it's not going to be super uh, accessible on the customization stuff because I don't think you're going to have online uh, servers for that stuff so other people can access it but that's probably because this is their first time out with this game but uh, yeah, there you go. That'll be out here uh, in about a month uh, for that game. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, next up, Sega's got a new game, a new Samba de Amigo game, uh, subtitled Party Central, and it'll finally be out as a Switch exclusive on August 29th. Uh, they yeah, it's fifty bucks. Or no, it's forty bucks, fifty dollars for a digital deluxe edition which includes some DLC they're going to be releasing uh, with a Sonic music pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It includes a song from Sonic Adventure, one from Sonic Colors Ultimate, and one from Sonic Frontiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a DLC pack for Sega music that includes, let's see, I think two songs from Space Channel 5 Part 2 and... Uh, the Rhythm Thief theme from Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure. Mm. Uh, so that's uh, that's cool. And then you get some special costumes as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic and Tails from the Sonic series, some Space Channel 5, mm. Super Monkey Ball and Puyo Puyo outfits as well. So cool on that stuff. Mm-hmm. So seems pretty decent for the extra 10 bucks. Yeah. For that. This was like uh, the original cult classic on the Dreamcast, and uh yeah it's kind of cool that they're managing to keep that franchise alive yeah uh with the uh the joy cons as sort of a suitable replacement for that mm-hmm. uh for the the original controllers that mm-hmm. definitely were kind of a weird thing to have at that point because they were mm-hmm. literal maracas with some motion tracking stuff in them 
Uh, but lots of wires because it was 1999 for that stuff. Mm. But yeah, this seems like it's going to be potentially a pretty solid game if you want to play a very physical mm-hmm. rhythm game. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see how that how the the tracking for that stuff works. Because mm-hmm. uh, that'll be the the big thing that you know decides how good this game is or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there you go. That'll be out uh, in about three months. Mm-hmm. And then about a month later, a new Dragon Quest game is going to release. Mm-hmm. Not one you probably would have expected. Uh, uh, it's the it's a Dragon Quest. Is it a Dragon Quest Builders? No, I think that was announced no. today. This is based on the anime that oh, they recently right. remade. Infinity Strash, Dragon yeah. Quest, The Adventure of Die. Yeah. So, fun fact, that actually, that anime is like, was originally based on like a, a Dragon Quest tie-in manga that was yeah. like really popular. It was originally in like Weekly Shonen Jump back in the day. Um, might be one of the reasons why that game became so popular. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of not surprised that they decided to make a game out of it. Yeah, I think that manga was based on one of the first few games. I forget. It which was one. based on. I think it was either Dragon Quest one or two. Yeah. Um, and I remember because I, I remember because the guys who did that manga would later go on to do like a pretty successful manga and monthly Shonen Jump. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but I remember I used to love it when I was in high school. Um, yeah, but yeah, so kind of neat that they're bringing that back. Yeah, this is coming to let's see PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, mm-hmm. Switch and PC uh, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Developers Game Studio mm-hmm. and Kai Graphics. So, mm-hmm. uh, sixty bucks, sixty-five bucks for the digital deluxe edition, mm-hmm. uh, which see, includes an extra outfit or a few extra outfits uh, for the different characters. And in addition to the pre-order bonuses, there's an uh, yeah, pre-orders get you a legendary hero outfit for die, uh, which I think is what they call Dragon Quest Eights. Mm-hmm. Hero, uh, I forget what the which one's which. Uh, there's also the Heroes Tutor Bond Memory that provides mm-hmm. bonus XP, and then parentheses experience points to make sure you know what what XP is. Yeah. Um. So that's neat. This looks uh maybe a bit more of an action RPG kind of vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm only seeing screenshots. Uh, yeah, looks a little more actiony, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Maybe we'll get a demo before launch, so mm-hmm. we can actually see how it plays. But uh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, first sort of newish Dragon Quest game we've had in a while since uh, mm-hmm. I think Eleven S came out. So yeah. yeah. But speaking of RPGs, uh, Disgaea Seven's finally coming out. Uh, October 3rd in North America, October 6th in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disgaea 7, Vows of the Virtuous. Mm-hmm. So, that's neat. Um, yeah, they're going to do an AMA on uh, the mm-hmm. JRPG subreddit here on June 7th. So if you mm-hmm. want to ask questions to the director of this game, you can do that. Uh, this seems the uh, 
a game they're hoping to, I guess, improve on uh, Dragon Qu- or Disgaea Six. Yeah, and... Disgaea Six had serious issues. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping it does better because I do love the Disgaea franchise, but yeah, Six was a real letdown. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see how that looks in motion. They also tend to do demos, so we might get that mm-hmm. ahead of launch here. Yeah. Uh, but that's still a few months away. Uh, but also happening in October, uh, the Alone in the Dark reboot, just called Alone mm. in the Dark, uh, will finally be releasing October 25th. Mm. Uh, 60 bucks on yeah the new PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, also a THQ Nordic release. Uh, they got pre-orders live now, and they also released a free playable prologue mm-hmm. that you can check out now that will give you, as they say, sets up the atmosphere without any spoilers for the main story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had like a showcase for this game to show off some things and uh, ahead of, you know, uh, the the launch. And the big surprise is that they are featuring two well-known actors as the main characters, mm-hmm. uh, there's David Harbour, voice actor for Edward Carnby, mm-hmm. and uh, Jodie Comer, uh, voice actor for Emily Hartwood. So that's a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to play as David Harbour in a game, uh, playing you know the uh, the big known character for Alone in the Dark. Because uh, if you don't know the history of the series, this was Resident Evil before Resident Evil came out. Uh, they were the first big uh, survival horror game, uh, especially 3D horror game, uh, that kind of did a lot of the same stuff that Resident Evil did. Uh, uh, you know, a few years beforehand, but mm-hmm. you know, Resident Evil did it better, and mm-hmm. uh, on the PlayStation where people cared about it. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that Alone in the Dark might have been like PC and um, maybe Saturn, something like that, uh, the original game. So, yeah, let me see here. Yeah, MS-DOS, all the PC platforms, 3DO. Uh, yeah, Saturn it did come to PlayStation eventually, Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought it to a bunch of platforms. Or no, that's, that's releases for all the different games. Okay, here we go. The 1992 game, yeah, MS-DOS, 3DO. FM Towns, yeah, 3DO. It was a big 3DO release, which uh, is a limitation. Not, mm-hmm. uh, but Resident Evil come along and eat its lunch big time and become a huge force in uh, 3D gameplay on that stuff. So there you go. Alone in the Dark, you can play a prologue uh, if you want to get some vibes on that. Uh, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up here, we got a delay. The Front Mission 2 remake has been delayed. Uh, mm-hmm. It was supposed to be releasing June 12th, uh, but it has an unannounced date. Uh, so, yeah, they put about, put out a big statement, sort of apologizing for the delay, but mm-hmm. uh, they needed more time for it. So uh, hopefully that won't be too much longer. They say they're aiming for the third quarter of this year. Mm-hmm. So maybe another couple months or so. But... Uh, yeah, you'll have to wait a little bit longer for that uh, remake to be out. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm wanting to get around to playing the first Front Mission remake. Um, just, uh, I've just had too much on my plate. 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that, those are the original Front Mission games. Those are like hardcore strat, you know, simulation RPGs, um, and they play like it. So don't expect like a you know modernized sort of Fire Emblem experience, which I'm not hating on the modern Fire Emblem experience. They're definitely amazing and frankly kind of better than the OG Fire Emblem, but just know what you're getting into when you play it. Yeah. Yeah, those go heavy on the story mm-hmm. and and the waifu stuff mm-hmm. in a way that there's definitely a segment of that audience that's like, mm-hmm. man, this was better before you had to have relationships with people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the whole thing. Uh, let's go to a game that's been delayed for a long time now. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time remake. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to launch, I want to say, yeah, early 2021. Yeah, like years ago. Yeah, almost just over two years ago, March 18th, 2021. But was delayed till 2022, and then that came and went, and then they said, ah, we're not going to give it a day. We're gonna, we might just restart this whole thing. And that seems like that's happened. Uh, the producer, Jean-Francois Node has done a interview for this and has you know said that you know they're back in the uh, conception phase for this so lots of prototyping and all that kind of stuff for this uh as they've you know had a new studio sort of her new team take over this game mm-hmm. and sort of start over from scratch uh which man that must be a hell of a bad place that previous version was in cuz they were pretty Hot and heavy on like, yeah, it's going to be out in like six months. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. Coming out alongside Immortals and these other mm-hmm. games. And that thing still isn't even close to being out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also said it will not be on their Ubisoft Forward showcase, which, yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should not show that game again until you have a date that you're 100% sure you're going to hit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there you go. That's going to be coming out probably in a couple years at mm-hmm. best. So that'll be a while longer. Yeah, man, I'm God. I remember when I first played the OG Sands of Time and God, that game blew me away when I first played it. Like it, it, compared to like, you know, Uncharted, you know, it's kind of primitive in some ways. Cause you could, if you play that and then play Uncharted, you can definitely see where some of the mechanics for it came from. But yeah, Damn, it, it was good. <laughs> yeah. And hard, too. I forgot that. You would think, yeah. oh, it's a traversal game like Uncharted. It wouldn't be hard. Oh, it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. it's. It was definitely a big deal. Is like, oh, you can do this now. Yeah. And all these like time powers and platforming challenges and all this stuff. And keep in mind, they did all this on a P2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like a lot of that stuff where... You know, people were hoping to get to this point in mm-hmm. platformers with like wall runs and wall jumps and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Some things that they kind of did in some of the previous Prince of Persia games, but those were a lot of like cinematic platformers where you had to, you know, line up to grab onto ledges and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's it was a big deal. And then they put out two more and that kind of shit all over it as they went hard on the, the God smack vibes uh with that uh with those sequels so Mm -hmm. yeah there you go 
Uh, but yeah, speaking of Godsmack vibes, Powerwash Simulator announced what their next collaboration is, I assume for paid mm-hmm. DLC. It's going to be with Warhammer 40,000. Yeah. Uh, so they'll follow up on SpongeBob SquarePants with Warhammer 40,000. Maybe a property that's the exact opposite of SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. One that's easy to get. Yeah. Because surprisingly easy to get as it happens. They literally just had a showcase for Warhammer games. Yep. So now it's like eight more. Yep. Because uh, they went from like, oh, maybe there's one this year, every year or two, to there's at least one every quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, one just released that is basically like a, a Doom or a Quake clone. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, you guys are doing everything. Literally every subgenre you're going to hit at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Future Lab has gotten uh, to them first before they can yeah. do their own uh, cleanup game. Yeah. As they teased in their tweet here, clean up the grim darkness of the far future when Warhammer 40,000 comes to Power Wash Simulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, as humanity stands at the edge of what could be its darkest age, could you wash away the grime to reveal a brighter future? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that'll be getting some DLC. They put out a little teaser video mm-hmm. of that, so that looks neat. Uh, probably be uh, the Q3 DLC on their roadmap they posted earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've confirmed SpongeBob will be out here in the next couple of months. Uh, they'll be announcing a date soon, maybe at the uh, uh, the Summer Game Fest showcase. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And uh, that'll do it for the regular news. Yeah, uh, we got the PlayStation Showcase here with a ton of stuff here. We'll move through it. Uh, through everything that's shown here. And they started off with a couple of first-party games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Fair Games, with the S being a dollar sign. Yeah, is it is, that, is it supposed to be Fair Games, or is it just Fair Game with, like, a dollar sign at the end of it? Pretty sure it's Fair Games. Though they didn't have okay. anybody pronounce it, but, you know, it's it's an S on there. It's the... The edgy internets, you know, we replaced the S with the dollar, you know, MS. Yeah, I'm money. looking at the logo now. Yeah, it's probably fair games. Um, um, but this is the new game from Haven Studios. Yep. Uh, the uh, Jade Raymond Studio. Yep. Uh, though she's not the creative director on this. Somebody named Matthew LeDuc mm-hmm. is, but this is a, it's a competitive ice game. Yeah, basically payday. Uh, yeah, but I think it's PvPVE mm-hmm. as you're trying to race or you know compete against other people trying to steal money from rich people, mm-hmm. which I think is a genre, a subgenre now of competitive games of stealing from the rich kind of thing. So there's that Robin Hood game that came out early on in this generation, yeah, uh, that nobody cared about, yeah. Um, but there's I think Sega has a game called Hyena that's similar mm-hmm. in premise. Mm-hmm. I think there's a game called The Finals that is also kind of similar mm-hmm. to this. But it has a nice look to it, but yeah, a lot of what we saw here is CG, so mm-hmm. we don't know just yet uh, what's going on with that, but uh, yeah, come to PS5 and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of showing some of their strategy with these you know, live service games. Is mm-hmm. They're going to be out on PC so they can get as much of an audience as they can mm-hmm. uh, for that stuff. Now we'll just have to see if it's a paid game or free to play uh, how they do that stuff. But there you go. That was an each start to the show. Mm-hmm. And then they went to a sequel that you would not have expected 
uh, which is Hell Divers Two. Yeah. Uh, complete with a the start of that trailer very much being Starship Troopers. Yes. Uh, yeah. Vibes to it as they uh, talked about you know defeating the bugs on Super Earth and uh, f- you know fighting for democracy and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Arrowhead Studios is back to work on a sequel instead of it being top down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's going to be third person, uh, not behind, like over the shoulders, more back aways. Mm-hmm. Uh, though they did put up a weird little message on it, like camera angles have been adjusted for, you know, trailer purposes. So mm-hmm. I don't know how far back it could be, but they definitely said like uh, friendly fire is still going to be a thing here. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you remember the original game, it came in the wake of Magicka. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think at least some of these devs worked on. If not, it was the same studio, I forget. Uh, but it was very much like, oh, you can press your different buttons to call down, you know, uh, ammo or healing stuff or whatever. Uh, bring back, you know, your dead friends, all that kind of stuff. But it mm-hmm. uh, looks like they're making a, a bigger game here. Uh, well, they put a bunch of DLC for the original, mm-hmm. so much so they call like the Ultimate Edition the Super Earth Edition. Yeah. So uh, this will be out this year, mm-hmm. PS5 and PC. So that'll be cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game for the first party because I think a lot of people are like, "Where's the first party?" You know, thinking of just you know Naughty Dog, uh, Sucker Punch, and you know Polyphony and Gorilla. Oh, yeah. and it's like, no, they got a lot more studios and partners oh. and this was definitely one where i was like what they're doing a hell diver sequel a sequel yeah. to a game from like 10 years ago mm-hmm. it's like well that's a hell of a deep dive to go but sure this is the kind of game that would actually do pretty well now but uh yeah next up here immortals of avium this is an ea originals title um from ascendant studios that is basically a first person magic you know shooter Reminded me a bit of Ghostwire Tokyo, but not in the the anime vibes that that game has. This has more of like a you know a hexen or something like that, uh, a little bit more Western uh, studio vibes to it, uh, which is neat looking. Uh, but I have no no real you know grasp on if this is going to be any good or not. But yeah, it looks neat. And yeah, the creative director of Dead Space, I think the new Dead Space is working on this. Uh, they say, you know, Brett Robbins, creative director of Dead Space, which I don't know. Is this the new one? Yeah, this is the new one. Okay. He left, uh, but working with some Call of Duty people as well in this team. So that'll be out July 20th, pretty soon. Uh, yeah, the new PS5 uh, and Xbox Series X and S and PC. So all the new stuff. So that's neat. Um, let's see. Next up, another sequel you might have not expected to show up, Ghost Runner 2. Yeah. Uh, they had a big striking trailer that's like, this looks familiar. And then I saw the pictures of the, you know, the footage of the character you're controlling. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that Ghost Runner game. Mm-hmm. That was a very, very stylish, like cyberpunk, uh, sword slashing game that was yeah. very hectic and mm-hmm. a little bit of speedrunner you know, bent to it. Uh, but this looks like they're doing even more with that thing. And you, I guess you get to control a bike at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, 
add more speed to it to make it more ridiculous. Mm. Uh, and that'll be out later this year on yeah, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. Uh, so that's cool. More of that. I have the original on PS Plus or something, so I'll have to play that some to see if I want to check out the sequel. Yeah, speaking of running, Phantom Blade Zero. Uh, an action RPG game where the main character throughout this trailer is just sprinting full speed all mm-hmm. times, yeah. slashing his sword uh, and doing cool stuff. I don't know how much of that is actual gameplay versus like, you know, cutscene stuff, but it looks pretty neat. Like a little bit of a mix of maybe Ninja Gaiden and like a a Dark Souls kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really quite get a good grasp of how much Dark Souls there is in this, but I definitely had some Ninja Gaiden vibes to it. Uh, but with a lot of like extra tricks to the the combat of, you know, uh, blocking, you know, attacks, doing like the the sprint stuff to to at the enemy, uh, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to have like a, maybe an interesting story where the only real story you guys like. Oh, what are you gonna do when you only have sixty six days to live? Mm-hmm. And I guess his plan is just to kill everybody. And then there are a bunch of people with masks on. That I guess is the whole thing. Uh, but this is a Chinese game. Uh, Chinese developer S game. I don't know if they've made anything else previously. Um, Not that I know of. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, this looks neat. Yeah. I'm glad we're getting more uh, Chinese developers out. Yeah. Uh, PS5, PC for the platforms, no date or time frame. So there you go on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, we're starting to get the Indie Flood. Uh, which, yeah, if you thought PlayStation doesn't like indie games, this was the showcase to say, nah, they like them a lot because they got a bunch of big indie devs Mm -hmm. uh, to announce their new things, like this one from Giant Squid, makers of Abzu and The Pathless, Mm -hmm. announced a game that's basically, what if uh, you could surf in Journey? Yep. Uh, And not even talking about the, the, the weird, like, skiing sequence in Journey, like, the sea, the the sand dunes are like flowing like water, like out in the ocean. In this, but yeah, sword of the sea. Uh, as you're like surfing on this sword, it looks real weird. Uh, but then you do stuff to turn the the sand to uh, water, and that's all weird. But mm-hmm. this looks neat. Yeah, as they say here, in a world where the terrain flows in waves, ride the hover sword to speed over shifting seas of sand. It controls like a snowboard, skateboard, and hoverboard all in one. Yeah, they show like some half pipe looking stuff where you can do tricks. That's all weird. I don't know what this game is doing, but it's definitely not taking itself that seriously. Uh, unlike what the the other games they made were very kind of uh, on the nose for what they're talking about. This game looks really good. It's out. Oh yeah, no dates. Uh, but it's just on PS5 and PC for now. So mm-hmm. there you go for that. And yeah, again, another sequel you probably would not have expected to be yeah. here. The Talos Principle 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS5, Xbox Series X and S and PC. It's out later this year. Uh, so that's cool. The new Crow Team uh, game. Uh, makers of... Uh, 
what is it, Serious Sam, they went and made a Portal-like game that did really well, and I guess they're doing a sequel. Uh, yeah, publisher, Devolver Digital on this, so that's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a lot of more, more of that. The philosophical weird stuff that I never really cared much about. I like the puzzle stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think I eventually got to a point where, like, I can't figure out what to do now, so I'm done playing this game. Mm-hmm. So I may have to jump back in and sort of relearn how to play it. Maybe try and beat it, but mm. we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that looks neat. Yep. Another Roman numeral two that still seems to keep the two. Yeah. I think Ghost Runner 2 keeps it. Helldivers does not. Mm. Uh, but yeah, here another indie game also being published by Devolver Digital. Uh, Neva. Neva? I don't know how it's pronounced, but uh, this is the studio that did Gris. Mm-hmm. Uh, another acclaimed game uh, where yeah. this one looks like, uh, I don't know, let's see, Chronicles of the Story of Alba, a young woman bound to a curious wolf cub following a traumatic encounter with dark forces. Together mm-hmm. they embark on a perilous journey through a once beautiful world as it slowly decays around them. So yeah, one of those kind of games that's just going to tug at you uh, and make you depressed and all that kind of stuff, so... That's fun. That'll be out next year. Uh, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, Switch, and PC. So there you go for that. Then probably the most surprising indie game of the show, uh, the third Cat Quest game, Cat yep. Quest Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, I hate that one. Yeah, uh, for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC, all the platforms. Uh, that'll be out next year. Uh, big surprise. This is a fairly small uh, indie series that I think I looked up. Uh, they announced like August of 2021, I think, that they had sold 1.3 million copies of uh, the first two games. Uh, so that's like the last number I saw. So pretty popular for it. Um, but a series that generally does not get much uh, credit in the general public. Mm. Uh, like a lot of others, but they're action RPGs, fairly simplistic on the combat stuff. You, know, you have a dodge roll there to avoid attacks, mm. but you know, pretty straightforward stuff, fairly casual in its uh, depth there, but still a lot of fun. This one takes it to the seas with lots of pirate stuff as you explore mm. different islands, uh, get on your ship, and you can do attacks from that, uh, all that kind of stuff. You can do it in co-op uh, with I forget how, if it's two players total or four. Um, but yeah, it looks like fun. Excited for that. That's out next year. And yeah, on everything. So that'll be fun to see. Definitely a game, a, a game series that you would never expect on a showcase like this. So that's cool to see. Mm. And then Square Enix showed up and said, hey, do you like Splatoon? Uh, we do because yeah. we made a game called Foam Stars that is Splatoon but with foam. Yeah, uh, pretty much carbon copy, man. Yeah, uh, just no Squid Kids, just uh, regular people or weirdo people, I guess, uh, who like foam parties, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, uh, neat style to it and all that. Looks like it could be pretty fun. 
4v4 shooter. Um, but I think the trailer was 3v3 from what they showed. That was weird. Um, but yeah, let's see. Foam can be used in multiple ways to create slippery surfaces that players can use to surf around the arena and high speed. That's cool to build terrain, helping players defend from enemy attacks or creating high vantage points to take out opponents and finally to foam up the opposition and win the match. So yeah, there's more of a vertical element to this versus, you know, Splatoon, which is just, you know, only covering the surface of the map itself. Uh, So this has more of a dynamic sort of uh, uh, addition to the, the maps themselves. So that looks neat. Uh, for their sake, I would say this maybe should be a free-to-play game, but Square Enix can be a very Square Enix uh, company. Mm-hmm. And say, so, like, we want 60 bucks for this, and then uh, nobody buys it. Mm-hmm. So there you yeah. go. No date on that, just nope. it'll exist on PS5 and PS4 so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next up here, another Devolver digital game, I think the third one of this showcase. This one's been around yeah. for a bit, The Plucky Squire. Yep. Uh, it's an action adventure storybook platformer where you're playing as, you know, the plucky squire uh, who is exploring this like tabletop world, uh, you know, kind of small, uh, small characters on big worlds or normal sized worlds, I guess. Uh, that looks really neat. Uh, has a lot of nice style changes to the gameplay, mm-hmm. almost in a little bit of like Mario Odyssey kind of way. Uh, where, you know, you went to those pipes to go into, like, 2D stages, uh, that kind of stuff. But this seems to have more variety to that kind of stuff. Uh, so that looks neat. Maybe a little bit of, like, Super Paper Mario, if you remember that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that kind of had some style change stuff. Uh, but this looks neat. It's on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Switch, and PC later this year. Uh, so, yeah, that looks really neat. Looking forward to that one. And then next up, another big game, Teardown. Uh, that's been on PC for a while now, is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S later this year. Uh, This is the voxel heist game uh, where it's kind of a big playground of sorts to try to, in the campaign at least, to accomplish your task. You can kind of case the buildings and try to figure out ways to get in and get to the uh, whatever your goal is to, you know, steal stuff or break things, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of bust through walls and glass and all this kind of stuff pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, um, but eventually, you know, a lot of these, a lot of times, they'll have like some kind of construction equipment or something you can also use. Yeah, and the thing is, you can destroy a lot of this stuff, but you also kind of need to make as little noise as possible because um, yeah. you are essentially breaking and entering. Yeah, so you're often trying to set up a path to get in and out fast. Yeah. Uh, without tripping, you know, security measures. Well, I mean, it's pretty much impossible not to trip the security measures. That's why you yeah. have to have a path. In well, and like, out. You're trying to set it up before you set them off, but you're trying to, yeah. you know, not do it early. Yeah. And yeah, like you complete your heist and you get money that you can use to buy new equipment, mm-hmm. you know, shotguns and grenades and all this kind of stuff. That's, yeah. Uh, is fun, but also what's really fun is the sandbox mode where you can just go in with these different mm-hmm. areas and all the weapons you have access to and just like, I'll just sit here and burn stuff down and see how it propagates and all that kind of stuff. Uh, especially on PC where they have the 
a Steam Workshop support, and people made a bunch of fun maps, like big malls and apartment complexes and a bunch of different types of weapons, you know, obvious stuff like, oh, here's here's a lightsaber mm-hmm. uh, to, like, here's a gun that causes meteors to fall out of the sky and destroy the buildings you're aiming at uh, mm-hmm. that cause, you know, your frame rate to tank and maybe even crash the game if you do enough of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very much I'm like, ooh, this is going to be fun on console where I'm going to try and crash the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they are going to have mods in this game. It's going to be curated mods. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to be like continually adding them or if they're just going to uh, add collections of the best mods from fans in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that looks neat. Yeah, like people may be like, oh, here's an Ikea. And just go and burn shit down, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a very fun game if you want a game to, about fucking around. Mm-hmm. So there you go for that. Uh, that'll be out later this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that looks neat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, then we got to the first big surprise. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. Yeah. They're doing the Snake Eater remake for yeah, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. Mm-hmm. No date on that, but it seems like it's going to have the, the voice cast and, you know, the all the music and all that. Yeah. I say just... I have all that from the original, but no Kojima Productions working on this. Which is kind of why I'm iffy about this. Because I don't know if I can play a Metal Gear game that Kojima. And I especially don't know if I can play a Metal Gear game without Kojima in the helm that is being run by Konami. Yeah. But we do have good news for you on that front. Because they also announced the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. Mm-hmm. That is essentially the uh, MGS two and three collection on the PS three and Xbox three hundred and sixty. Yep, uh, but with the original Metal Gear Solid included as well. Mm-hmm. And that also means Metal Gear. Yeah, didn't that also have like the OG as like an extra? The uh, I forget what the original versions of Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two Solid Snake, which is. Uh, not the NES versions. Nope. Uh, those were not made with Kojima involved in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did not like those versions. Um, those also had famously, you know, uh, sloppy translations and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, with the the character you took on that, you know, it was like, I feel asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's going to have that. It's going to include VR missions which is sort of the extra disc that came mm. with uh, Metal Gear Solid later. It has a bunch of, you know, extra missions to do mm-hmm. if you needed more in that game. But, uh, yeah, this is a, a really cool collection, and titling it Volume 1 says, hey, we're going to do more. That better include Metal Gear Solid 4. Mm-hmm. Because that's uh, a thing people would want, because that game's hard to play at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you have a PS3 still around. Cause it, mm-hmm. If you remember when that game came out, I was like, oh, when are they going to port it over to Xbox? It's going to happen at some point, definitely. You know, it might take 20 DVDs, but they'll make it work. And it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Especially when, you know, uh, various sites with their 
you know, rumor mongering or like, oh, it's definitely happened. It's definitely happening. And it just never happened. Because I guess mm. Kojima just didn't really care about uh, porting it over. They just wanted to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Volume 2, I assume, would have Metal Gear Solid 4. That's uh, maybe some of those PSP games, Peace Walker, Portable Ops, maybe mm-hmm. the Acid games, the, the Game Boy Color game, Ghost Babble. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I think that's it for the other games outside of the the Metal Gear Solid Five ones. Yeah, you know which are already on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. So mm. unless they're going to do some higher res version of those, mm-hmm. I don't really know what the the point of those is. Mm-hmm. I guess also Revengeance. They can also do that as well. So there's stuff for a second volume or third, mm. however much they want to do, but. Yeah, that'll be out in August, I think they said. Mm-hmm. So, or autumn. Uh, so sometime later this year uh, for that stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing how all that turns out. Mm-hmm. So you can play Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater as it originally launched. Well, I think it's the Substance version. Yeah, the HD collection version. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. Substance for it, Metal Gear Solid 2. And subsistence for Metal Gear Solid Three, mm-hmm. which yeah, Three I would say is my favorite game in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those series where everybody has different favorite games, and they're all valid. Mm-hmm. They're all good games, but uh, yeah, there you go. Mm. Uh, for the Metal Gear news, yeah, and then uh, we're going back to uh, some. Indie games here with Towers of Agazba. Mm-hmm. Uh, a weird name, but it's PS5 and PC launching next year. Uh, it's an open world builder game. Uh, yeah, the player can build a fantasy island of their dreams from exploring the desolate yet alluring land of Agazba to growing diverse and complex ecosystems of full of strange and peculiar wildlife. Mm. Meanwhile, building an opulent town and quaint villages. Nurturing the growth of both nature and civilization while keeping them in balance. So kind of a builder game of sorts, but you get to actually play in there, uh, which kind of gave me Dark Cloud kind of vibes to it uh, with the way that stuff goes. So that looks neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that'll be out next year, just PS5 and PC. So then we got another Roman numeral game that we already knew this one existed, Alan Wake 2. Uh, we saw some uh, story stuff here, kind of tell you like what this game is about, mm-hmm. uh, which is that Alan Wake's still in his weird nightmare yep. writing thing, mm-hmm. and the FBI is trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. Mm-hmm. And I think at least one FBI officer has been killed mm-hmm. in the process, so there's two more come in to investigate and figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. uh, one of which is played by Sam Lake. Uh, who, if you don't know who that is, he's one of the founders of Remedy and is the the face of uh, Max Payne in the first two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, though obviously he's not scrunching his face in this game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're very much like, oh, we found the page of the story and it's about us. Oh no, what's going on? And Alan Wake looks like uh, some fucked up uh, John Wick shit here. Well, yeah, because he's been stuck down there for, God, over a decade at this point. Yeah. So they definitely designed him to uh, to be a thirst trap for people. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, that's uh, a neat thing. And this is a game that's going to get a little bit more uh, showcase at the Summer Game Fest. They yeah. said they're going to have gameplay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, a cool thing. Yeah, you play as two characters, uh, Alan Wake and Saga Anderson, which I guess must mm-hmm. be the Sam Lake character, uh, as they yeah are in a life-or-death race to solve the case and makes mm-hmm. desperate attempts to rewrite his reality escape the depths of the dark place. Yep. And I guess the, the light mechanics are still there, though probably not as obnoxious as it was in the original game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that looks neat. That'll be out October 17th on, I think, just PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Yeah, mm-hmm. Epic is publishing it. And yeah, it'll be 60 bucks. Uh, 50 bucks on PC, digital deluxe edition for $80 or $70 on PC. And yeah, no physical edition, it seems like. So people are mad about that. Yeah, just look at the, the comments. Uh, yeah, I, I'm reminded once again why I hate gamers, TM. And like blaming Epic for it, it's like, mm, I don't know. It seems like just a natural thing for them. Mm-hmm. Because I bet it'll probably get a physical release at some point. It's just yeah. you know, when we get the game out sooner. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of interview, like FAQ questions here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get the expansion pass with that Digital Lux Edition, which gets you a Night Springs expansion and a Lake House expansion. So, mm. wasn't Night Springs the show in the original game? Uh, yeah, it was. It would basically. It's like a Twilight Zone thing. Yeah, and you would find like bits and pieces of it if you came in contact with like some televisions or whatever. Which anybody who's played you know games from you know these guys, they kind of do that pretty much with all their games. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you get that stuff with uh some extra mm-hmm. skins and such. So there you go. That looks mm-hmm. neat. So we'll see more of that here. Uh. In about another week or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 8th is when that Summer Game Fest showcases. So there you go for that. Mm-hmm. And then we got another October release as Assassin's Creed Mirage showed off a trailer for October 12th. Mm-hmm. That's for both PlayStations, both Xboxes, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they're very much like, oh, doesn't this look like the older Assassin's Creed's? He's wearing that same kind of outfits. Oh no! And he's running through cities like the, like you did in the all the previous games before mm-hmm. Origins, as you're controlling Basim, who is in I think the most recent game. I forget what it's called at this point. Um, but yeah, they were going to do like a big expansion focused around him. Decided to spin it off into its own game, mm-hmm. and have it be you know a bit more like uh, you know, like Assassin's Creed. Two yeah. through four, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, I think, a $50 game. So yeah. not as expensive as, you know, the recent ones. So mm-hmm. that looks neat. But now the holiday season starts to fill up uh, with stuff that uh, will keep you busy or trying to figure out what to buy. So, yeah. And then we got our next game, Back to the Indie Stuff, with uh, publisher Finji. And developer The Glory Society, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Benson's studio who made Night in the Woods. Yep. Uh, this is his new thing. 
Yeah, yeah. it's very much his art style. Uh, but it's not a sequel to Night in the Woods because nope. it's all humans here mm-hmm. uh, for the most part with uh, you know cats and a bear and such. Um, but it's like a very spooky game uh, that uh, looks like it'll be out no date yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, narrative adventure game with farming elements. We strive to build an egalitarian community. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, set in the year 1919. After the barn he was living in burns down, Twigs the cat takes up residence in a wet log near an abandoned graveyard. When the owl from the next hill over starts demanding rent, Twigs must find a way to make ends meet, and things just get more complicated from there. I was not imagining the cat was a major character, but okay. So that's cool. A little bit of adventure stuff to some farming stuff, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's neat. Looking forward to that as yeah. well. And then back here to a game that is technically not a first-party game, but it is uh, technically a first-party game because this is like a, a publisher side games developer, yeah, side games Osaka. But Grand Blue Fantasy is a a Sony music property, I think. That's where a lot of their mobile stuff has been from. Uh, and it's a fairly popular like Japanese property, mobile game property, but they've done a couple of console games. They did a fighting game a couple of years ago that was pretty well enjoyed by people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an action RPG, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, uh, PS5, PS4, and PC this winter. Mm. And very much looks like uh, you know, all the anime action RPGs we've seen of late mm. uh, that have been announced and, you know, released and all that. This looks a lot like those things. Uh, we're going to run around, fight people, get experience and level up mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So that looks neat. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if this is going to be a paid game or free to play. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see, but there you go. And then back to the indie stuff with Ultros. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the second game from publisher Kepler Interactive, I think this is from, uh, but from a new Sweden-based studio, uh, Hadok, H-A-D-O-Q-E-Q-U-E. Uh, this is a very stylish Metroid-like kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultros coming to yeah, PS5, PS4, and PC. Uh, will launch next year. Yeah, that game looks really cool. So uh, that's a cool one to check out. And uh, yeah, let's see what's next here. Tower of Fantasy, a game that I think has been out on mobile for a bit, PC and mobile, yeah. Uh, yeah, free-to-play cyberpunk shared open-world RPG. Which that's a lot of terms. Uh, that'll be out sometime this summer, I guess. Uh, let's see... Okay, yeah, like mm-hmm. open world thing, maybe a little bit of Breath of the Wild in there, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. So, but you can play with other people too. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, for that very generic name. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, another Roman numeral two game, Dragon's Dogma yeah. two. This one's been a time, long time coming. <laughs> yeah, they announced this late last year, I think it was. Mm-hmm. At a big showcase that people were like, ah, there's there's no way they're going to announce a sequel. They're just going to jerk us around for 20 minutes, and then, then they announced it. And now we're getting to see more of it, some CG and some gameplay stuff, and yep, you're fighting 
enemies and big animals, you know, big dragons and such that you can climb onto. It's like, yep, that's all the dragon, uh, dragon's dogma stuff. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, but built in the new RE engine, so it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Should run pretty well. Yeah. It'll be, yeah, PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Mm-hmm. No date mentioned at all, so yeah. that'll happen at some point. Hopefully the uh, the NPCs that you get that you know come along with you and assist will have better dialogue instead of just randomly repeating tips and tricks and stuff that you already know like they did in the first game. Yeah. Otherwise, that game was amazing, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's a game I enjoyed for the bits I played, but just didn't get into it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it does look like they're going to have the pawns back mm-hmm. as a thing, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's a neat little, like, assist thing, so if you were having trouble with it, you could hire, like, a more... Mm-hmm. Uh, a higher level one that could help you out more and do more damage uh, if you're having trouble. So that was a neat little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we got the PSVR block uh, with some games here. Uh, I removed a couple here. There's Resident Evil 4 where they showed some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looks neat. There's Crossfire Sierra Squad. Uh, mm-hmm. No date on that. Just here's some gameplay. So not really yeah. much to talk about on those. Mm-hmm. Uh that stuff. I think I also removed Street Fighter 6 and Final Fantasy 16 because those are just like, remember these are coming out soon, so mm-hmm. not really much to say on those. Uh, but here's the new stuff. Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2 got announced for PSVR 2. Uh, so that's cool. More of that uh, for VR. That'll be out later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, not too much in the way of details, just more of that. So uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Let's see. Next up, they announced Arizona Sunshine 2, mm-hmm. sequel to the very popular VR zombie game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one had a very weird, humorous trailer mm-hmm. about your character's friend, Fred, mm-hmm. who's just a zombie he liked and then killed him. Yep. And treats all the zombies as Fred, I guess. That's the joke. Yeah. So there you go for that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, should have all the same kind of uh, co-op uh, stuff in that game, much like the original. So there you go, more of that. Uh, that'll be out later this year. Mm-hmm. And then we got to see more of Synapse, which is out July 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a, I think, a time loop uh, first-person shooter thing, uh, the way it looks, uh, with uh, Jennifer Hale and David Hayter doing voices for this. Uh, which is really cool. And yeah, that looks like fun. It's like a hectic first-person shooter thing. So yeah, that's neat. Mm. Uh, Out pretty soon, and then they showed Beat Saber and said, hey, that's out now. Mm. Uh, Along with a Queen music pack that is out now as well. So you can get some Queen songs. Mm -hmm. That's got a weird mix of DLC songs in it. There's Queen... Mm -hmm. There's Imagine Dragons. There's Billie Eilish. There's The Weeknd. And it's like, wow, this is a weird mix of stuff. Um, But yeah, this is a game that's never been on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's owned by Facebook, you know, Oculus. Uh, so they've never put it on sale, but it's still like one of the best-selling VR games of all time. Uh, but 
when they released this version, they're like, oh, if you owned it on PSVR, it's free to get this version, which is like, wow. You actually like made a generous thing to mm-hmm. make it free, you know, a free upgrade. And I believe it's the same for all the DLC as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. Um, I'll probably just get this because I, I was like, maybe if it goes on sale, and then I'm just like, eh, whatever, I'll just get yeah. it later. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, all right, it's here. It's definitely not going to get cheaper. They're not going to put it on sale all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, now you can play on a better system mm-hmm. as the, the original PSVR just was not built for this kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now PSVR 2 can do it justice. So yep. there you go. So yeah, six PSVR games here. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to the last stretch of first party stuff uh, with Bungie stuff here as they announced a new game, uh, this cool looking game and then said, oh yeah, it's Marathon. Mm. Yeah, uh, which if you don't know, Bungie's that's Bungie OG. Like, big. yeah, I don't know if it was their first game, but it wasn't. But yeah, it was the they had another game. I think it was Path Through Darkness or something. Uh, yeah. it was. It ended up kind of being like a. It sort of ended up being like a pseudo prequel to what would eventually become the Marathon trilogy. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't know the Bungie's history despite being, you know, owned by Microsoft and making Halo that, you know, put the Xbox on the path it is currently. No, they started out as a Mac publisher. <laughs> Mac yeah, developer. they were a Mac game developer, which is an oxymoron. Yeah. Uh, even back then, uh, it was like, oh, we need more games. And they're like, okay. Bungie made these first-person shooters called Marathon. Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing I know about them is people talk about these terminals. Yeah, because they were, like, one of the first, like, uh, FPS games to have, like, a really sort of big story to it. Um, and they were, the stories were usually told terminals. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a big deal. And it, yeah. It, yeah, it was sort of like the the sort of early version of, like, the audio things you could get in, like, Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. And the, they're actually still pretty solid FPS, you know, first-person shooters for that era. So, yeah, I would hope at some point they would make uh, new versions of those games because it's still. I looked it up, and it's like you have to do a lot of work to get it to, you know, work on a PC. Well, yeah, because it was originally made for a Mac. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like people have this fairly complicated setup of getting the original files to translate it. To something, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's yeah, they seem interesting. They did a a version of, I guess the first one on XBLA. I think it was the sex. It was actually the second one. Okay, but still not like a. Yeah, yeah. I've actually played that one. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and it's like oh, they didn't do a, like a collection there, so it's more accessible. But yeah, I guess that's something. But still. Um, but yeah, this is going to be on PS5, Xbox Series X and S and PC for cross-play and cross-save. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. I assume it'll be free-to-play because it is a uh, PvP extraction shooter. Yeah. So they're taking it into that room, that mm-hmm. that route. Uh, which is not too much of a surprise because it's been known that like the Destiny mm-hmm. PvP team had been kind of 
move to doing something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on a new game, and this seems to be what that is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Destiny 2 PvP is something that people liked a lot. Mm. I've been annoyed that it hasn't really gotten any sort of major upgrades or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this seems to be what they were working on. Yeah. So it's going to annoy the very, very small portion of De- uh, you know Bungie fans that mm. are obsessed with Destiny, but everybody else will be like, oh, cool, a new game mm. from Bungie, because Bungie doesn't miss, really. No. Even if, like, Destiny, when it first came, kind yeah. of lackluster, it's gotten better. Yeah, though that a lot of that was publisher interference mm-hmm. of wanting it out at a certain point and wanting them to cut whatever they needed to to get it out and that led to what destiny was early on Mm -hmm. and even then it still had really good you know gunplay and all that Mm -hmm. that kept people playing that for a while Mm. and of course if you look at the comments here you just got a bunch of people you're just because you know the the marathon has a very small fan base but it is man they are yeah it's loud yeah they are angry. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, guys, it's Bungie. You know, it's a video game. You know, they're a corporation. You know, they care about money before anything. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, speaking of money, uh, they also announced the, the next big expansion for Destiny 2, which is mm-hmm. the final shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be having a showcase on August 22nd for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sees the return of Cade Six, voiced mm-hmm. by Nathan Fillion, because he gets killed at one of the uh, one of the previous ones uh, early on, mm-hmm. and they've you know this seems like it's going to be mm-hmm. the end of this saga mm-hmm. that they've been doing for the past few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like I forget which one, mm-hmm. there was another expansions early on in Destiny 2's life. Was like here's like the end of the Destiny saga. This stuff. Mm-hmm worrying about with that and this seems to be the end of the mm-hmm. Cade 6 saga mm-hmm. I guess so there you go I'll show more of that off in a couple of months so mm-hmm. we'll see that and uh, yeah again on everything so people don't need to worry about them taking uh, Destiny away from you mm-hmm. you'll be fine uh, and then we get to Concord the most mysterious mm-hmm. game but this is from Firewalk Studio? Yeah, mm-hmm. Firewalk Studios, one of the other studios that uh, Sony purchased mm-hmm. in the past few months. And this looks... Uh, the vibes here are pretty cool. It's very mm-hmm. kind of classic, like, 70s sci-fi kind of rainbow spectrum as this spaceship is flying through space. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. But this is a PvP multiplayer first-person shooter. Yeah. Uh, PS5 and PC coming out sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's basically all that they announced, like mm-hmm. a little bit of detail stuff, but they'll show more at some point. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. And then, yeah, last up, uh, Jim Ryan came on to talk about, you know, the PS5 It's doing great. Mm-hmm. And they had two more hardware things they were going to show off. Uh, one was Project Q, mm-hmm. something that had been rumored about for a bit, which is sort of a streaming-only device for remote play, mm-hmm. uh, which literally is just they split apart a dual sense and put a screen in there. Mm-hmm. 
where the touchpad was. Mm-hmm. So interesting, but uh, people are freaking about, out about that. It's like, oh, it's ugly looking, and also how much is it going to be? And it's like, they'll announce it mm-hmm. at some point. Um, I don't think it's meant to be like a mass market device. Mm-hmm. It's for a very specific audience that doesn't want to use like a a tablet or a phone to stream it or a you know PC or laptop to stream stuff when people are using the TV. Uh, so there's that. Then they also announced earbuds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what the, the name for this is. Yeah, I don't think they've announced the, the name for it yet, but it'll work on PS5 and PC and I guess mobile as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sort of in-ear... Uh, uh, earbuds versus ones that go wrap around your ear. Mm-hmm. So, so as they work pretty well, they talked a, lo- a lot about lossless audio and low latency and all that. So that could be neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the little box they come in looks pretty neat as it sort of slides the cover off and mm-hmm. the cover looks like a PS5 taco. Yeah. Kind of thing. As uh, weird as that is, but that's all the details they got. That'll come later. Mm-hmm. Then they ended with their big gun for this year, Spider-Man 2. Uh, we got an initial cutscene of Craven being introduced as he's you know, following this dude that had no clue he was there and kills him. He's like, I need new uh, challenges. And they're like, what about New York City? And showing all the various characters from uh, the first game and new ones, you know, Black Cat, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, uh, and various other people around there that, uh, you know, he's interested in. He's going to take on a new big hunt. Uh, Then we got gameplay of Mm. uh, Spider-Man in the symbiote suit. Mm -hmm. So that's happened. Uh, We know Venom supposedly is in this game, but we don't know if that's like a... you know, late game kind of Venom shows up and then will be the big part of maybe another game mm-hmm. or something. But Spider-Man has the symbiote. Yeah. And it's definitely made him, you know, an irritable dude. Yep. As he is fucking people up left and right throughout this demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles is very much like, calm down, Peter. This is not like you. Oh, no. I'm going to have to pull you back from the brink. Mm. Uh, all that kind of stuff, but they're hunting the lizard as he can potentially help uh, with Harry's uh, illness, uh, Harry Osborne, mm-hmm. as that was sort of a a point that a story you know line thing from the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're hunting after the the lizard, and also Craven's people show up for that as well. Mm-hmm. So. There's all this chaos going on, and they show some really cool stuff here. Is mm-hmm. you know improved combat stuff with the symbiote suit, just letting you really destroy people mm-hmm. and all that. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but also having you know moments where you swap between Miles and Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's like, oh, they're over there with the lizard. Miles, mm-hmm. you're closer. I'm not gonna be able to make it in time, and you know he has to deal with things. They show off some of his new abilities. Like he can, you know, 
produce, like say he's on like a wire, you can create his own extra wires to get around and sneak around and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. Um, and yeah, it just looks really good. A lot of cool action seems to keep up uh, with the frame rate and all that pretty well. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how that looks like in the, the final game. Uh, but yeah, they showed off a lot of cool stuff, you know, some set piece kind of stuff that's very Uncharted style mm-hmm. uh, versus what we've seen and, you know, even in the, the previous Spider-Man games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that sequence with the helicopter in the original game that was part of one of their E3 showcases. Uh, this is on a, another level in a very much like an Uncharted 4 kind of way. You know, with uh, Miles Morales being pulled by a drone uh, in like a, you know, water skiing kind of way, taking out people and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it looks really fun. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't announce a date, but they did announce fall 2023. Mm. So I imagine they're trying to really nail down a date mm-hmm. before they announce something. So uh, that'll be cool. That gameplay looks really good. Curious to see sort of what the framework of, uh, you know, the full game looks like, you know, how much the swapping between Miles and Peter is going to, mm-hmm. you know, work. You know, if it's going to be like GTA 5, but much more instantaneous. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that that game looks amazing. I'm looking forward to that a mm-hmm. lot. Have you played those games, Brandon? Uh, the original Spider-Man game? Yeah, Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Yes, I have. Those games are, I mean, they're basically like gameplay carbon copies of, you know, the Arkham games, but... That might just be the best way you can make a superhero game, because damn, if it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, the PS5 versions are really good. If you have not checked those out. Good. But yeah. Uh, which I saw when I was looking on the PlayStation Store. It's like, oh yeah, the most popular recent release is that Spider-Man uh, remastered. Mm-hmm. Like, as people saw this, they're like, damn, I need to play the new one. Or the, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to play Spider-Man before this comes out. And it's like, yep. Definitely, because there will be lots of story stuff that leads into this. Yep. Uh, from that, Miles Morales. Which I probably do need to play that, because I didn't play, like, the the DLC stuff. Mm-hmm. So, that might be something I play during the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the showcase. A lot of cool stuff I'm looking forward to. Especially the indie stuff looked really neat. Um, but yeah, anything here that stuck out for you, Brandon? Uh... I will say, so a couple of them, um, you know, the Alan Wake 2, obviously, because I loved that game, um, or specifically the remaster that is available. Um, if you have not had a chance to play it, play it. It's a it's an amazing game. Um, Revenant Hill, also, just because it's from that studio, and I loved Night in the Woods. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2, because I did love the first one. Um, I'm just surprised it took him this long to make a sequel. Um, let's see, what else? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a lot of stuff here. A lot of the indie stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Sword of the Sea, Neva, Cat Quest, Plucky Squire. Those all look really cool. Revenant Hill, Ultros. Uh, looking forward to that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Concord's hard to grasp because we didn't really see anything. Same with Fair Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helldivers 2 looks cool for me. 
And yeah, maybe uh, part of that Metal Gear Solid collection. That'd be fun to get uh, back into those games. Um, Assassin's Creed, probably. Maybe not at launch, but you know, mm-hmm. when the Ubisoft discount hits and it's like half off early on next year, uh, that could be fun. And maybe Synapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably get Beat Saber here pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's some cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking forward to some of the summer game fest stuff, where I think we'll get to see mortal Kombat one and Alan Wake two, some gameplay from that mm-hmm. uh, to get a better idea of what's going on with those games. We do mm-hmm. understand a lot of the basics for that. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to do it for the show this week. Yep. I assume next week will be a little bit more quiet as, uh, mm-hmm. uh we want to hear, but I have, uh, Street Fighter's out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Diablo 4 is next week. Yep. Uh, for that. And then, yes, uh, Final Fantasy is in three more weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe four, technically. Um, so June's got a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a game coming in from Gamefly, the Golem game that's mm-hmm. been making the rounds on the internet. It's like, dude, this is... I mean... Th- 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 seem like a good idea <laughs> yeah i gotta see what that game's all doing mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's uh yeah that's gonna do it thank you brandon for joining this week always uh we'll be back next week with a new slate of news and games to talk about mm-hmm. uh and we will uh see you all next week uh if you enjoy the show if you let friends and family know that they should check it out mm-hmm. and uh yeah uh We will see you all next time. Have a good one.